0: Good evening, everyone. Um, apologize, I seem to be having trouble speaking today. Uh, my name's Josh. Uh, I'm Cujo. Uh, we got Dan. We got Alex. We've got uh, uh, Dave over there. Um, I wanted to take a little bit of time this evening. Um, Alex and I today were on a phone call with the uh, a couple of folks from the drone integration office. Um, of the FAA, right? Of the FAA, yeah. And, uh, it was a really good call. We had one, uh, last, uh, two weeks ago as well. And, um, it, uh, you know, we wanted to, through the course of the conversation, relay, uh, kind of the perception that the FAA has with, um, recreational pilots. And, uh, obviously with the focus on FPV, um but, uh, and, and kind of come up with some solutions where both the recreational community and the FAA could kind of work together. So um, through the course of these conversations, um, we came back to a couple of key points. Is One, that the um, FAA often comes across as uh, kind of speaking down to the recreational community That the messaging just doesn't jive with our community. um, That they seem to be like calling out um, drone pilots in particular, which can often lead to um, kind of divisiveness between um, the, you know, us drone guys and some fixed wing guys. And a blame game goes back and forth about why the regulations are happening and it's our fault. It's, you know, so on and so forth. And we can go around in circles regarding this. Um, But, you know, we even uh, relayed some of their social media posts to them and said, you know, this is the kind of messaging we're talking about that says, you know, this is kind of rough. And yeah, it didn't even take
1: a week after our first meeting for them to have an example for us to send back to them.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And so, you know, and, and even more so to the point, um, you know, that seems to come across in, various channels, whether it's uh, through social media, through videos, um, through Facebook posts, um, whatever the case may be. And one of our key points was, you know, there's a general distrust of the FAA amongst the uh, FPV community. And, you know, we need to work to resolve that. And um, one of the key points that we brought up was that we need to, um be more focused on getting out and meeting with the community as opposed to going out to event uh, in an enforcement capacity um and uh we brought up that it would be you know really good to have somebody who from the FAA who could speak the language who could go out and join in and, and meet people on their on their field as opposed to trying to you know enforce a bunch of rules and regulations and, and that kind of thing. Um and then the second topic that kind of came up was um the potential for putting on a strictly uh recreational focused uh kind of symposium or conference um that uh you know we could have speakers at and we could um, have, you know, participation and, um, on really good topics and, and Ted style, um, type talks or panel discussions. And, and so, um, we set about, uh, we being the FPVFC set about kind of creating, you know, a list of what that would look like and who potential speakers could be and, uh, stuff like that. And, we brought it back to, uh, the drone integration folks. And through the course of the conversation today, uh, we were able to, uh, kind of hash out some ideas and, and first it kind of was like, you know, we're all still in the middle of, uh, you know, COVID, even though, you know, things are starting to ease up and, and whatnot, but, um, that for probably this year, uh, we would focus on kind of a, uh, remote kind of system, um, in terms of like maybe some zoom, uh, panel discussions and, and stuff like that. And then, uh, next year possibly do a, um, in-person event. Um, and, uh, so the feeling is, is that potentially this year um and again this is all details to be hashed out i just want to let you guys know kind of what's going on with these talks um that this year we might do like a monthly um kind of session um let's say you know and this is all hypothetical i'm not committing anybody to any kind of discussion but let's just say you know we had joshua bardwell do a uh uh, kind of talk on getting started in FPV and it could be, you know, an hour long thing kind of presented in, in joint with the FAA. And, um, there could be like a 30 minute Q and a after that kind of thing. Um, and do multiple of those this year. Um, or we thought about doing just, a like a two day event, maybe on a weekend where we could have a bunch of this stuff kind of going on. Um, so. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you guys think, uh, you know, think of it kind of like a, kind of like a Comic-Con style event, um, but for recreational drones? I mean, and when it comes to an in-person kind of event, some of the ideas that uh, we tossed around and were really well received from the FAA was, let's say we go to a convention center and we could have these talks. We could have vendors come, people presenting their latest tech. Um, uh, there could be little events you could do like a, like a micro racing event. You could do like a, you know, a drone wars cage style event. Um, you could you fly know, indoors where people with could no actually...
1: FAA regulations.
0: Exactly. But even beyond that, you know, and, and this is one of the things that we said is, you know, you're going to need some space for people to fly and it needs to be held in a place where, you know, even if we do indoor events, people are going to want to go out and fly. So you're going to have to communicate that with the locality. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, what do you guys think about an event like that? Something that's focused solely on recreational it wouldn't just be drones. It could be a uh, fixed wing. It could be helis. It could be just recreational UAS, um, uh, in the FAA sense of the word. Um, What do you guys think about an idea like that or or an event like that? Would that be something you guys would be interested in?
1: And just a little more background, the FAA is really pushing their other symposium that's coming up this June, which is more, well, not just more, is focused on the commercial side of uh, UAS and drones. And uh, there's a lot of pushback from the recreational side saying, you know, why is this a commercial only kind of thing? So, yeah, this is sort of trying to see, well what if there was an equivalent to this symposium that was focused on recreation? What would that be like? Mhm. And I think and, one great goal would be to get more FAA employees behind a set of FPV goggles.
0: And that's actually something we brought up later in the conversation today. <laughs> so, I mean I mean ultimately it's about getting the FAA to understand what we are in terms of why we are pushing as hard as we are for um, you know, regulations that make sense and aren't intrusive and um, so on and so forth. And, you know, that we're not just a a bunch of Yahoo's out in the middle of nowhere, you know, trying to, to uh, do our own thing. And, and, and disrespect the rules or anything like that. I think it's a, you know, by, by working with the FAA on stuff like this, it's kind of a win-win scenario. I think they get a better understanding um, as an organization or as a regulatory body, you know, what we are, and we get a potential for better um, outcomes out of what they are trying to implement, if that makes sense. And, um, you know, one of the one of the guys on the call today, you know, as kind of a wrap up, he's like, um, he's like, before we talked last time, he's like, I did not have an understanding of what FPV was and what you guys are trying to do, um, and he's like, you know, honestly, through the conversations that we had last week and and this week, he's like, you know, I really feel, you know, that FPV needs to be its own subset you know, within the the um within the FAA in terms of uh the way regulations are implemented and, and that yeah. kind of thing. And and so we obviously were like absolutely, you know, and you know he said, you know, there's there's a couple different subsets of of you know the amateur side of uh the industry and he's like one is you know just you know the the toy toy grade drones you know a dad goes to walmart buys a a cheap drone flies it in the air and he's like and then you have um i think he called it the the more hobbyist and well i think we consider ourselves hobbyists um he said those are the guys that you know i think he was thinking more kind of fixed wing um in terms of you know as we like to joke we got the old guys who like to you know build their little models and go put them in the air and and they're really uh, about, uh, you know, the experience of building as well as as flying. And he's like, and then you have kind of the sport category. And I think that's kind of where he's thinking FPV sits. And um, which makes a lot of sense. You know, a lot of our drones are high performance, you know, machines. But I kind of corrected him a little bit. I said, not everybody's a drone racer. I said, you know, a lot of us are freestyle pilots, acrobatics. You know, and while that could be considered, you know, kind of sport, you know, I equated it more to, um, it's more just, it's just different. I said, you know, I I explained to him the difference in situational awareness that FPV has versus, um, manned aviation. If you've ever sat in a cockpit of an airplane or a Cessna or anything like that, the visibility sucks. And I said, but in an eighth of a second, I can flip around 180 degrees and see what's going on around me. And so what you're saying is I'm
2: the figure skater of the drone world. Is that that
0: (laughs) pretty much (laughs) the the words, those words almost actually came out of my mouth, you know, (laughs) but at the same time, you know, it's just, you know, it makes sense that we would be considered a different category in relation to the regulations. I said, uh, it, and he said, you know, he said, obviously, this is not a an immediate thing. This is not something that can happen right now. He's like, but the way I'm seeing it is like, you know, five year plan, you know, we're, we're looking at different, ca- you know, a, a different set of categories for the way things are implemented. And I said, you know, one of the key things that came out of several of the DAC meetings, you know, last time around was one size doesn't fit all, you know, and, 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 You know, one set of rules doesn't apply to everybody. And, you know, while the fixed wing guys, you know, a lot of them may be happy flying at a fixed flying site with no trees, no obstacles, with a runway. They said, that's just not going to work for people who fly FPV. We want to be in the trees. We want to be in the parking garages. We want to be, you know in different areas that, that make that flight interesting. We want to fly in, in proximity. And I said, one of the goals of just about everybody in FPV is to recruit more people to FPV. Um, it, and we brought up, you know, how, like when I go out flying, I bring a second set of goggles, you know, just for the simple fact of, you know, if somebody takes offense to what I'm doing and be like, Hey, 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 hold on a second, put on the goggles. Let me show you what's actually happening. And, um, it works nine times out of 10. And so, um, and occasionally you find a new recruit and it's just like, you know, and then you start saying, well, go to Joshua Bardwell's website, go here, go there, you know, get the information you need. And, and here's my phone number. Give me a call if you need help getting started, you know? And so, um, I think, uh, overall, you know, I think we're onto something and being able to speak directly to the drone integration office has uh so far you know out of two meetings I I call this out of two meetings but it's been really beneficial and so you know now keep in mind that you know this this recreational symposium or or conference is not going to be uh like a rampage style event but there's nothing precluding the fact that we can't do racing races we can't do freestyle competitions um so one of the key things that they brought up was well what if we do it potentially at a university and especially a university who you know might be um already within you know the faa's uh program the cti program the assure program yep and uh oh what if they happen to also be part of the uh they have uh what do you call it um the grant uh, one of the grant uh yeah one of the grant things and um uh they also have a pilot program going on down there and you know that provides some more opportunity i feel like you know they've got auditoriums where we can have panel discussions they've got Oh, you know, things like stadiums where we could have a race, you know, they've got uh, if they already have a drone program, they've got areas where we can, you know, do some flying. And and a lot of times there's like an indoor practice
1: field that could have a race or
0: something. Absolutely. So, you know. This is kind of where the conversation evolves today and I think it's evolving in the right direction. But one of, one of the
1: challenges know, I see is how do we do this in a way that it's a positive experience for everybody and it doesn't turn into people going there just to complain to the
0: FAA. But well absolutely in communication between everybody. And that's kind of uh, you know that that's something that needs to be explored further, but I think the whole point is is that during this event while you know it's part FAA part you know everybody else who's involved um, but at the same time that we would have access to people within the FAA um, who we could talk to and during you know it could be during uh, some of the panel discussions it could be you know um, during events it could be Um, you know, at at any point in time, you know, throughout this, but, you know, it needs to be, you know, respectful on both sides. You know, the FAA shouldn't be there to enforce. They should be there to both learn and, and teach and we should be doing the same. Um, But even beyond that, you know, we want to make it an event that people want to go to and we don't want to make it expensive you know? Um, so, you know, one of the things that we talked about is the symposium for, you know, that, that maybe the virtual symposium that might happen this year, you know, it's not about, you know, making money. It's not about charging anything for it. It could just be a series of webinars over the next few months, or it could be two days of them, you know, that remains to be seen where we go with that. Um, but you know, kind of think about later this year or October-ish, September-ish, um, you know, what you would like to see. Um, we've got some ideas and, and as this develops further, I'll release that. Um, but, uh, if folks pick this
2: up on YouTube, where do you want to see comments, Josh on the, on the comment in the, in the YouTube or to you via?
0: Absolutely. Like YouTube, uh, drop them in the discord. Um, you know, anywhere, uh, those are the two main ones that, you know, I'd I'd like to see them. Just hit me up with a comment, what you'd like to see, what would draw you to an event like this. Um, you know, a couple of the things that that we'd like to see is obviously events for people, you know, stuff for people to do. Um, we'd like to see vendors who could show off. I mean, this could be kind of like a, a drone CES, right? Uh, an FPV fixed wing. CES where the new technology gets released at these events or you know stuff like that. Um you know, that's long term. Like, you know, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a long term thinker, so you know what this develops into could be pretty cool. Um, and then panel discussions and and, and um talks on you know, could be something as simple as how drones um help with uh disabilities and PTSD and anxiety or a talk on you know how how to get started in FPV a talk on um uh what was some of the other ideas I had sorry I don't have the document pulled up. I just want to okay. see a
1: session on like take an FPV employee for a ride day <laughs> kind of thing. yeah I mean even that would be interesting right
0: <laughs> um, find an
1: FAA buddy and go give him give him a tour of something
0: or, or even more so, like how to move from a recreational uh, from a recreational side of the industry to becoming a drone professional, you know. And and one of the things that is key for the FAA to understand and a point that I continue to hammer home with these guys when I talk to them, um, who by the way are very nice people. Um, they're they're excellent. You know, they they really want to hear the feedback. Um, but you know the recreational pilots are the next, you know, commercial pilots. They're the next uh, manned aviation pilots. They're the next, um, you know, cell phone tower, you know, uh, inspectors and bridge inspectors and agricultural, you know, analysts and, you know, so on and so forth, surveyors, you know, there are a ton of uses for drones and it's not going away and it's not getting smaller. Um, So, And they understand that. And, you know, I think we just need them to understand how big recreational is in comparison to commercial uh, so that we can kind of, you know, not so much take the focus off commercial, but bring some of the focus back on recreational and developing that community with respect to the FAA, as well as with respect to the regulations. Do we have some new numbers that we can share? Alex, you got those numbers
3: from the uh, recreational or from the the registration numbers?
0: Mhm.
1: Is that public <laughs> information? <Yes>. Um,
3: <laughs> well, yeah, it it is public. Um, so, here, let me put it. I don't have it on my computer so I'll
0: here put I'll it pull it out the of Discord. General
3: chat. Yeah, uh, pop pop in general. Is, and it's a phone too. picture, so not the best quality <laughs> either. So I just put that in the general, and so that shows currently there are 73,000 drones registered, which is down from the 1.7 million, probably because most people either decided they didn't want to renew their registration, or they didn't know it expired, uh, because three years is a weird time limit. Haven't seen mm. that anywhere else before. Um uh, commercial is up it used to be well it's down from the number that they had previously but uh, from previous published numbers it's also up so uh, 365 commercial drones registered uh, so that doesn't mean pilots it means drones because uh, commercially you have to register each drone individually uh recreational there are 500,000 uh and one point, that's down from 1.2 million. And registra- recreational only has to register once. And that works for every drone. So that's, that's just individual number pilots. of pilots. So
1: definitely, yeah. if you're um, looking at these numbers, they're heavily favored in this, the recreational side. Not to mention, however many recreational pilots are not registered at all, versus the commercial pilots are more likely to be registered. Mm.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, some of the, some of the issues here are, you know, with the rollout of the um, FAA reauthorization, the remote ID um, and, and these, you know, key, key topics, I think a lot of people um, did not re-register that, you know, and not saying whether you should or you shouldn't. I, I mean, really if you want to be by the law, you want to, or, or by the regulations, you want to register. But I think um, a lot of people just didn't re-up. And I definitely saw could, that
1: on the social media side, lots of people talking about not registering.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, guys, it's not, it's not uh, um, expensive. It's five bucks for three years. Um, and I think one of the other key things that we kind of won in the remote ID was that registration process staying the way it was. Um, because originally with remote ID, they wanted to make recreational, um, register every drone like commercial does. Mm -hmm. And we came back and it was like, "Mm, no, that's just not going to work because most pilots have, you know, I think I've got, you know, 12 or 15 sitting in the garage right now. Um, I'm not paying, you know, however much money per drone, five bucks per drone. Um, that's just not going to work for me. And, and, uh, we got that. So.
1: And there there are lots of reasons not to register, but I would say one reason to register is that the FAA uses these numbers for all sorts of things, and even the FPVFC, we try to use these numbers to help prove points, mm-hmm. being able to say, "Hey, look, there's way more recreational than there are commercial. So why is there no recreational representation on the DAC? Things like that. Like now, if there was only like fifty recreational people registered, and 3 300,000 commercial then we would have way less say or way there'd be a lot less weight behind what we're saying.
0: Yeah, we don't have we wouldn't have the clout that we have. And so, you know, that's one of the things I was going to bring up is guys, take 5 minutes if you're not registered and you're flying, take 5 minutes, fill it out because here's the thing is is just like Dan was saying, we can't uh, we can't keep sitting here and saying, you know, oh well, you know, recreational is way bigger than commercial. We know it is, but we need, you know, for us to be able to prove that point, we need the data point. And, you know, I hate to say that, you know, 100,000 uh, of you drone pilots out there need to pay five bucks to the FAA for a data point. But it it, it goes a long way in being able to say, hey, you know, there are in reality 1.2 million recreational pilots And 250,000 plus of those are FPV pilots, you know, and that goes a long way to say, Hey, you know, we really do need our own rule set, right? We do really need our own, um, uh, subset of the regulations, um, so that we can do what we want to do, um, let with less red tape, essentially. And so... You know, to anybody listening out there, you know, if there's anything I, I've got to say about it is, you know, help us out with the data point. Um, because that goes a long way. And and you know, we as an organization, we are very data driven and it helps us drive the points that we drive um with the FAA, especially in with uh stuff like what happened with remote ID. Um, because we had access to the data, we we could come back to them and spend you know 22 pages hammering home those data points and saying this is why this is why this needs to be this way this is why your idea doesn't work this idea will be better this is why you know so on and so forth um is because we have that data and and if anybody's ever dealt with a government uh agency uh if you don't have the data they're going to show you the door and um So it's very important for us. Um, And while I respect everybody's decision to do what they do um, at the same time, you know, whatever you can do to help us out with that um, goes a long way for us. So um, please let me know what you think about this uh, symposium idea, uh, this conference. Um, I want it to be something that makes sense for our community um and um really kind of drives uh some engagement with the FAA where maybe you as a, a personal pilot can get you know some one-on-one time with an FAA person maybe you can show them what FPV is um maybe you can be that guy that that really opens their eyes to this um and I feel like we're making some headway uh with the drone integration office um at the FAA and i feel like it's going to lead to some good places for our community so um it was uh like i said they're very nice people um they you know they they come to the meetings with open minds and uh without a, a an agenda and it's about really discussing what you know we can work on together to uh bring some of this to 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 the future and um, You know, even beyond all that, you know, we talked about the FAA uh, focusing a whole lot less on, um, you know, some of the bad aspects, the bad press of of drones and really working to educate the general public that, you know, what drones are useful for, what they do do, as opposed to everybody's concern. Drones are spying. In fact, today in the news, literally out of my own state, it was... Uh, police are using drones who's watching the police you know and it's just like guys really uh it, you know they're using it to find people to you know help with uh search and rescue to look at fires to you know sometimes track down criminals but at the same time you know like let's not fear about something so innocuous as you know a flying Piece of plastic or carbon, you know. It's just everybody's losing. But that their doesn't get
1: clicks ads. on their website,
0: which is why <laughs> no, every time no. you
1: see one of those positive, good news stories about drones, I would like to share them and get absolutely give, give them some
0: traffic as much as possible. You know, and so you know, I feel like we're we're coming across the FAA. I don't know who else they're talking to. I don't know if they're talking to you know the AMA. I don't know if you know who they're talking to, but I do know that. You know we're bringing our best for you guys, um, and trying to hammer home some, uh, some future stuff that hopefully has an impact. I mean, you know, it really kind of shocked me to hear somebody from the FAA say, you know, you guys in FPV, you really need your own kind of segment your own rules and i think alex kind of was like what <laughs> i love
2: the, i love the idea of uh, car- categorizing it as a sport i think that uh, that's a really nice tie-in for both fpv racing and fpv freestyle mm-hmm. and the one that while you were talking i thought about it also as it's a nice tie-in for beyond visual line of sight research yes because i, I think that beyond visual line of sight. Hyphen research is the one way that uh, we'll be able to do recreational, uh, BVLOS because mm-hmm. uh, otherwise uh, it'll be locked down as well.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing is, is, you know, the problem is with, with agencies like, well, with any agency, let's just say who has no specific subject matter expert. There may be a guy who knows about drones, like, Hey, bro, I fly a phantom. Right. Um, But um, they're, you know, I don't think they have any experience specifically with FPV or even experience with the different segments of recreational, right? So the more you can educate um, these folks with what we're doing, the better informed choices that they can make. So, hey, let me show you what the situational awareness of an FPV drone is, you know? and let me show you the latency behind when i input a command versus when it actually, you know, uh uh does the command. you know, we all know it's low, but i mean, i think the the faa in general approaches things like oh, it's a dji phantom or a dji mavic and you're setting this to fly auto, you know, autonomously and you know, your response time to taking over the controls is going to be way late. It's like, no, bro. Like, (laughs) I literally control this thing manually. It's all good. And I can make it, you know, loop to loop and and power loop and and barrel roll and drop to the ground as instantly as I need it to. And um, I think that it will be a different – they'll have a different appreciation for – what we're doing and if we can get some you know an FAA kind of co-sponsored event like a like a recreational uh you know UAS symposium or a conference um and we can get people in front of what we're doing I think it will open some eyes at an agency who you know traditionally deals with manned aircraft and I think their kind of I honestly get the feeling that that they might be a little uh, starving for information as well. I mean, they're coming to us and saying, What do we do? You know, and on the other side, you know f p v in the grand scheme of things is brand new. Um, it's a new technology, and especially when you consider it in relation to government, I mean, a government agency is you know a beast to move. it's It's like one of those giant container ships. Think of the FAA as the uh, that that ship that was stuck in the Suez Canal, right? <laughs> and uh, we're the little tugboats at the bottom trying to get that out of there, right? That was stuck. So um, FPV is brand new, and um, it's. I don't think anymore. I'm going to say that it's niche, but it is. It is small and growing in, in relation to something like. Um, you know, manned aviation and, uh, even more so, you know, traditional modeling. Right. Um, the AMA has had, you know, decades to kind of build up what, um, uh, modeling is aircraft modeling. Yeah. Eight decades. So 80 years. Right. And FPV has been around, you know, mainstream for probably maybe eight, um, yeah, don't but count been that around guy who maybe did it 15 the, total
1: in the eighties with that old, old technology.
0: Right. But I mean, even considering, right, Um, grand scheme, you know, with with multiple thousands or, or even more so people doing it, it's relatively new. So um, that that slow boat being the FAA is trying to maneuver to understand what we are and what we're doing. And that's a good thing. And I think a lot of that has been um kind of. Spawned by, you know, the work Dave's been doing with the DAC and, you know, our, um, uh, comments to the FAA on remote ID and, you know, all the various little things that we do, I think are starting to culminate into a big ad. And, uh, so, yeah,
1: and it definitely seems like the FAA is lacking on experience with FPV and even recreational UAS in general mm -hmm. and, and sort of having them hire more people who have that experience, trying to get their current employees at least a little bit more aware of what's going on in the world, um, would really help.
0: Yeah. So let me know what you think guys. Um, you know, I know I've been going on and on, I've been going on for 40 minutes now on this, but, um, I think that, you know, future wise, it's going to be a good thing. Um, and, uh, but let me know what you would like to see in an event like this. Uh, Something that I can bring back, I can put in a document and say, Hey, you know, we talked to the community. This is what they're thinking. um, This is what they would like to see. um, And this is what would draw people to an event like that. Right. Uh, Because ultimately what the FAA is looking for is they want participation, right? They want people, if, if we're going to have the event, we want it to draw people in so that, you know, Maybe this is where um, we talk about, you know, we have open open discussions about regulations and what's coming down the pipeline and and rulemakings and so on and so forth. It gives them a place to engage with our community directly um, with, with this type of stuff. And it gives us the opportunity to engage with them and say, hey, this is the new thing. Let's come check this out. Hey, this is a uh, digital FPV. Hey, this is, you know, this is the latest, uh, you know, freestyle trend. This is the latest racing trend, um, you know, those types of things that we can, you know, have those open conversations with.
2: And we have an opportunity to talk to the commercial uh, industry uh, as well as commercial operators, pilots, uh, drone uh, pilots. Uh, coming up on June nine, I was uh, invited to moderate a panel. At the FAA symposium, which is a AUVSI and FAA joint event, and this is what Josh referenced earlier, uh, this event is commercial, full stop. And so there are two uh, recreational uh, sessions uh, in the in the event, and uh, I'll be moderating one of them. And for sure, uh, the idea is to try to get the the people who are uh, the movers and shakers on the commercial side to. Oh, you know, so there's more to recreational than AMA and you know then so so raising awareness uh, we'll, you know we're we're there as uh, as Josh said with the DAC and more and more with the uh, communication side of the uh, integration office. So a uh, positive all around. And thank you uh, Josh and and Alex for the call today with the FAA and I think uh, it'll bear fruit.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So, you know, guys, feel free to type in the chat. Feel free to, you know, jump in. What, what are your guys' thoughts on, on this? Uh, I'm really interested to know and to hear. Um, There's a quick link
1: to the AUVSI Symposium just so people can get mm-hmm. an idea of what it is.
0: And here's the thing with the uh, this symposium. I think the entry starter fee for it is like $250 uh, for a completely virtual event like hello right uh so you know that's be, one of the things gotta be a good margin on that that's right. no, nothing <laughs> for a, a
1: company to send somebody to but it's huge for a recreational person to go to
0: yeah for for an independent exactly. person Damn,
2: that's the point
0: and so you know that's one of the things we brought up is this needs to be low out-of-pocket cost for these people attending if anything at all right So like, you know, this year, you know, if we're going to do these, uh, kind of live, uh, you know, essentially zoom meetings, right. Um, you know, that costs nothing to do. I mean, the only thing that's, that's costing anything is, is a person's time. Right. Uh, whoever we ask to, to maybe host a panel or, or something like that. But, you know, when it comes to a live event, you know, that, that, um, you know, that that tends to cost money, right? But if we do it somewhere where maybe the FAA already has some inroads, like a university where they've given grants, you know, we can work that out as well. Um, That makes a whole lot of sense um, in terms of uh, being able to use their facilities and and whatnot. And especially if we do it in like a spring summertime, maybe like right after, you know... uh, school gets out. School, after graduation, so, yeah after
2: graduation yeah
0: when yeah when absolutely closes, yeah. and then all of a sudden that a goes. bunch of a bunch of hooligans descend on a campus and <laughs> and go fly some fpv right so yeah, um, on for <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think that would be a sight to see i i would definitely be there with bells on but um you know just let us know what you think um give me some feedback and uh uh yeah so uh, with that, I'm going to hand it off to whoever wants to talk next. I'm kind of talked out. So, yeah, that was a long,
1: mostly monologue there for 45 minutes. Pretty I know.
0: Good. You know, it, poor Alex today couldn't get a word in edgewise between me and, <laughs> and everybody else, right? So,
3: I got one in when you dropped out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh, man. So, Alex, what uh,
2: could you, how was Rampage? You know, you, you got the t shirt, mm-hmm. you got the, uh, it sounded like, from everything we saw online, it sounded like a great event.
3: Yeah, it was good. It was fun. Uh, met a bunch of people, Got a, gave about a lot of people stickers. Bubby, you got one, right?
1: Yeah, I got a sticker.
2: Excellent, thank you.
1: Did anybody yeah. put, um, put stickers, like, get their drones to put stickers on some of the, the structures there or anything?
3: We, we tried that. yeah Bubby was there we tried that and then it kind of ended in a lost quad
0: oh oh
1: no No. smoke coming out of that quad (laughs) yeah
3: so so
1: how many people asked you (laughs) asked you any questions about the FPV Freedom Coalition
3: um not many came up and asked uh, but when I talked to people I asked them if they had questions and they did start to have questions um, so, so how a lot the, of got a lot of stuff about amazon and the faa
2: how was the <laughs> awareness of uh fbvfc did I mean, there were about 300 people there did uh, most I think, people say never heard of it or
3: i'd say about 30 to 40% said they probably never heard of it uh another 30, 40% said that they've heard of it, but don't know much about it. Like, they have just heard the name. And I'd say the rest just, like, knew about it, but they, like, didn't do too much. But, like, they actually knew what it was a little bit. Cool.
1: Did anybody come up to you and, like, give you a high five and say that they're a, an FPVFC founding member or anything?
3: <laughs> no. That didn't happen. But... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next time.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. It sounds like a, a fun event. The uh, the videos that we saw, the still shots, it sounded sounded great. Was it? I I imagine it was a little warm.
3: Yeah, it was warm, but it wasn't too bad.
2: It was reasonable. Good. Not not in the nineties. Not like uh, Arizona. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, it was probably a little cold for Joshua. Uh,
0: so chilly never such thing as too cold. <laughs> hey the last trip i went on with the uh for the fpbfc was uh to the protest and i was uh, frosty that, that was bad. nothing every 28 <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Those of us, those I just yeah, have... those of us in the northeast wore a light jacket that day yeah uh,
3: shell that, no that, li- that was nothing. no
0: lining <laughs> i didn't even have a jacket on yeah whatever alex (laughs) (laughs) whatever i
3: had a t-shirt and a base layer underneath
0: (laughs) yeah come to arizona and then figure it out oh it's not hot it's not hot at all
3: (laughs) no i'd say it would be very hot
2: (laughs) so the next the next DAC meeting does look like it will be uh june 23 uh that's uh and so we're uh we had some confusion on the dates because we were asked to pull in the delivery of uh, various presentations and uh, write-ups uh, so that we can get them done and so that the FAA folks can uh, focus on their their own symposium with the AUVSI on uh, June 9-10. So that's happening. Uh, what else? Uh, also, um, uh, good progress and good work going on in the ASTM Uh, remote ID working group. So as I've uh, said in the past, it's about 100 people on a call for about a three-hour block every week. Uh, Three separate meetings and uh, incredible people. And and, and they're all uh, donating their time. And these are uh, engineers, senior engineers, engineering managers, uh, C-level management from uh, uh, companies the likes of uh, Skydio, uh, DJI, uh, Parrot, Autel, uh, and then Manned Aviation as well. So watch this space. Uh, good work happening and uh, good news coming uh, from that angle. And uh, so we're getting closer to providing the FAA uh, with what uh, we uh, hope to be a an approved uh, means of compliance document. And so you saw up on uh, that the FAA has released a website for the Declaration uh, of Compliance, so anyone manufacturing a broadcast module or a standard remote ID UAS will uh, help Lay Their lives will be a lot easier, uh, simpler at least, uh, when we have an ASTM uh, means of compliance that is approved by the FAA. So that's still targeting this summer. It's probably July, August be my bet, and that comes from a month to uh, you have to let the bits gestate date uh it's part of an ASTM process then you have to have a month of balloting then it gets approved then we send it off to uh to the FAA as Boy, an, as a as an approved document
1: by the time the FAA approves something like that uh, there won't be a whole lot of time before or between that and
2: when the rules kick into place where you have to have a remote ID on your UAS that's, that's exactly that's exactly right and, and the, uh, so there are uh, companies in uh, who are participating in the ASTM uh, work group who are working on uh, broadcast modules or uh, how do they update uh, their mm-hmm. um, their drones on how to comply? So are there? <laughs> yeah, it'll be about a year, and uh, um, uh, I hope it's probably going to be a little less than one year, and and that's um, for anyone who has released hardware with associated firmware that's a tight schedule does
1: it feel like there are any companies in the ASTM standard who are like already built something and are trying to guide the standard towards what they've built so that they're like first to market
2: on it Uh, and the yes on the on the standard UAS Uh, yes absolutely Yep. I, the I assume module. that's how
1: things work, but I've never been a part of that to, ask, to see it happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you can tell, yes. <laughs> yep. um, are you yeah. going to be presenting, do you know, at this next act at all, or has that not been decided yet? It has. I, I will not be uh, presenting. I, a lot of your uh, work will show up in what is presented, I'm sure, but
2: you won't be giving yeah. the presentation. That's correct, and yeah, it uh, looks like I might be quoted on the uh, in the uh, the write-up in the in the gender-neutral uh, uh, language uh, document of all things. Uh, but yeah, and so and my uh, our buddy uh, Mark Colburn will likely present the uh, the work with that I uh, project managed in the uh, situational awareness improvements at low altitude for UAS and uh, manned aircraft. So that that should be a that should be a good presentation. And uh, I'm I'm excited to uh, to hear Mark present, and uh, it'll be uh, he'll have good recommendations for the FAA to take on. And uh, first blush, is there the FAA's reaction to the five recommendations we put forward? Oh, yeah, sounds sensible.
1: And I suppose we'll have Perfect. another one or two community meetings before that DAC happens, so there'll be mm-hmm. lots more time for us to promote it and make sure people
0: hear about it ahead of time. Thank you. Yes, good point. Absolutely cool uh alex anything uh else for this evening
2: Uh,
3: not that i can think of what's the next race what's the next
0: race
2: what's the next race in mid uh mid pennsylvania
3: uh i'd (laughs) have to check the calendar
2: okay (laughs) how how many of your i think there's
3: one this i think there's one this weekend but i can't make it i have a different thing i'm going to
1: I should have cool. asked earlier. How many did you fly much at Rampage, and how many of your drones are still flyable?
3: <laughs> um, uh, I think there were two that came back flyable of the five that I brought.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey! So you've got some work to do before your next race.
3: I've been doing some work. <laughs> That's funny.
2: Perfect. Yeah. Broke awesome. out arms. So either you didn't get to fly much or you crashed a lot or both or both
1: (laughs) you didn't fly very much because you crashed so much
0: (laughs) perfect
2: all right guys
0: that's fun well with that uh thank you for listening to my uh monologue um hopefully you know i i have high hopes that uh this will go uh really well for us um and uh, we're going to continue this relationship that we have built with the Drone Integration Office. I think it's a, uh, a good deal overall. Um, and um, But even probably, beyond that... We should probably also mention, it is a
1: reoccurring meeting that we have with them every... Yes. So off every month, was it?
0: And, every two uh, weeks. Every two, two weeks. weeks.
1: And so if anybody has anything that they think we should bring up to them, definitely send it our way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, we want to be able to, you know, speak, uh, um, to them for the community. Um, that's not to say that you can't speak for yourselves, but, uh, oftentimes it helps to have the ear of, of somebody. Um, and, uh, you know, through, I think a lot of the work that Dave has done, um, he's done a great job with, uh, building us, uh, relationships with, uh, the FAA and, uh, some of these organizations around, uh, around the country that participate in the DAC and participate in the ASTM standard and, and through those relationships, both manned and unmanned, uh, organizations, uh, we've developed, uh, quite a few allies and, um, being able to have those in our, in our repertoire of, of tactics definitely helps. So, um, and I think overall we want to add Uh, the FAA as, as one of our allies, as opposed to being uh, in combat with them. Um, I think overall, if we can, you know, come to a consensus on what FPV is and what we do and, you know, have some, have a, a, a subset of rules that are specifically for us that, that absolutely make sense and aren't intrusive and, and aren't onerous and, and, um, I think it'll be for the better. So, um, at any rate, um, I feel like, you know, what we've worked on up, you know, over the past couple of years is, is, you know, becoming a little more, uh, solid, uh, at this point. And, uh, I really do appreciate, um, everybody's feedback, you know, hit me up, let me know if you've got something for me, uh, or Dave or Alex or Dan, you know, we're all participating in these meetings as, as we're available. Um, so, uh just uh let us know if you've got something that you want us to kind of you know talk about or or even just you wanna throw something off the wall you know and uh we're here to listen and we're here to uh help so with that, I will say good night and uh thank you everybody for joining in uh We do appreciate having you guys here um and uh bring your friend next time uh we'll be doing this in two weeks from today so uh with that have a great night and uh we'll talk to you guys later see ya take care